So here's another one. Don't expect them to be beyond what they are able to do when it's things that they cannot change, such as age, social status, physical abilities. If they're three years old, don't expect them to act like a six-year-old. Allow them to be three and deal appropriately with that particular stage that they're at. Welcome back to Adventure Parenting with Grace. I am Lori Donahue, and this is the Gospel Parenting Podcast, where we will walk with you through the joys of parenting and the most painful challenges so you can rise with courage, practical strategies, and hope to parent with purpose. Now that you've had a chance to listen to a couple of the Honesty Podcasts, I'm just wondering, how would you rate yourself? How would you rate your kids? You don't have to answer that question to me, but it's good for personal evaluation to look at your life and see how you would like to grow. So we have been through two Honesty Podcasts, and they are number 36 and 37, and this is number 38. And this will be our final podcast, although we really won't be done talking about honesty with others. But I have an opportunity for you, should you choose. I'm going to be doing coaching in an online group, if you are interested. There we will finish the honesty with others. We've already been through three weeks, and I want to move on to some other things. So if you're interested in the small group coaching, you can go to Kids Strength for Life and find it in the upper corner where it says what we offer. So today we're going to be talking about honesty with ourselves, and then we are going to move into how do we apply some of the things that we've learned. And in the group coaching online, we're going to get more specific on things that you can do specifically. So I hope this has been a help to you, and I really would love to continue sharing with you. So let's jump into the Honesty Podcast Series number three, and we'll talk about honesty with ourselves. Keeping in mind that when we grow in honesty within ourselves, we can train our kids better. Okay, let's go over some of the effects that happen when we lie to ourselves. We've talked a little bit about how we do it, but now let's talk about what is the result. And the biggest, greatest problem with lying to ourselves is that it affects relationships. You've heard that before, haven't you? It affects our relationship with God and our relationship with others. And then we're in the middle, and it also affects our relationship with ourselves. So those relationships are, um, if not totally broken, they're damaged. And boy, does that make life really, really hard. And we don't want that to happen. We want to have a good, strong relationship with God so we have a good, strong relationship and identity in Christ. And that's what will make us strong and confident and and be able to move forward because when we're depending on ourselves, we eventually come to the end of ourselves. You've probably seen that in your own life. I certainly have. But when we're depending on God, there is no end of God. So the way relationships are affected is one of the most serious effects of lying to ourselves. Secondly, we can hold guilt. When we don't face face the things that we've done, face things in that in a realistic sort of way, we make up all kinds of little constructions and we might just not deal with any, the guilt, that, that the things that we are denying 
will eventually cause guilt and shame. And that guilt and shame is so destructive. It's destructive to health. There are many diseases that people have because they have not dealt with their guilt and shame. Guilt also immobilizes us. Have you seen that before? It's like when you feel guilty about something, you kind of just don't move forward. I have seen that in in my own life. It immobilizes us and it causes us to procrastinate. If we don't feel confident or we're we're kind of shriveled in our guilt or shame, we are not confident to move forward and be bold and and be strong. So we want to deal with that guilt and shame. We aren't to go around with guilt and shame. We're to deal with it. And that will make such a difference in your kid's life when they learn how to do that. We are in the process of teaching them how to deal with those things. It also causes us to waste time in places we shouldn't be. When when we're not moving forward and strong and confident, we're hanging out places that in our mind, I'm not talking about necessarily physically, but in our mind, we're just in places that we shouldn't be. So it also then will affect the way we accomplish God's purposes for us. We God has purposes for us. We're not just supposed to sit and do nothing. He has great things for us to do. And if we are sitting immobilized by guilt and shame, then we can't do those purposes. And I, I just want to come back to the fact that God wants us to do things for him. And we want to excel in things that we do, but we have to be sure that we have a good good balance of that. We are not wanting our kids just to excel for prideful reasons or for pride on their part or that we feel better when they're, they're good kids. We want them to be serving God in their excelling. So that's a little summary of what happens when we aren't realistic when we are truthful with ourselves about things, it, it really leads us down a slippery slope and a path that we really don't want to go. So the sooner we get it, the better. So you can help your kids get this sooner than maybe some of us as adults took a longer time to do. So how do we train our kids to be truthful with themselves? I've come up with a few ideas. I hope that you will kind of explore this on your own and share it with the rest of the group. But let's begin with, do they really understand the identity in Christ? That's the first thing. That's probably the most important. So here's another one. Don't expect them to be beyond what they are able to do when it's things that they cannot change, such as age, social status, physical abilities. If they're three years old, don't expect them to act like a six-year-old. Allow them to be three and deal appropriately with that particular stage that they're at. Not that we aren't going to grow them. We are certainly going to grow them. We're going to grow them into being five, six, seven, and well beyond. But allow them, don't push them beyond what they are capable of doing. That doesn't mean we don't encourage them. I, I know the story of Nick Vujicic. I don't know if you know of him. He was born with no arms and no legs, and he had a rough time in his his early years. He's now speaking all over the world. You've probably seen and heard of uh, on internet at least. But his parents encouraged him that he never had to be limited by his limitations. 
And that is okay. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that we grow from those limitations forward. We don't start there and then expect them to be here without that growth process happening. So make sure that you've in, instilled in them a growth process rather than expectations that will happen immediately. Here's another one. Help them to realize their imperfections through their own evaluation, their own self-evaluation. You may constantly be pounding into their heads what they're not, what they need to be. But at some point, especially as they get older, they need to realize where they're going and what they need to do and involve them in the process. Help them be involved in the process of their own growth. And they will grow and they'll grow from the inside far better than just having external influences to make them better people. And here's a good one. Talk to them, don't preach to them. Not that we don't ever tell them what they need to know. Of course we do. But spend much, 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 if not most of your time listening to them. They need to be heard. They need to be able to say what they're feeling. And once they say what they're feeling, then they can deal with it. And you can help them deal with it. And you can guide them by asking questions and, and lead them through it. This is particularly for older kids, the little very, very young ones, they need a little more boundary and a little more guidance. But as they get older, help them to grow through the process, not just because of what you say, but what they are learning as they are internalizing external information. And if they talk back to you, it will be so much better of a learning experience. They'll learn just far better when they are, are talking back, not talking back, when they are um, talking to you about what's going on in their hearts and help them through that at that point. But so make sure you listen, 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 listen. I, as a parent, this is one of the places I did not do very well. I sort of thought every moment was a teachable moment. And I was taking my parenting very seriously. And I'm sorry for those, those many times that I didn't listen enough. And that's why I'm passing this on to you. So you will not make the mistake that I did and and didn't really listen as much as I did make teachable moments. So we do have teachable moments. I'm not saying nothing is a teachable moment. We obviously have teachable moments, but make sure you're incorporating those great listening. And that's what's going to bring you and your kids really close. You'll you'll be very emotionally tied together if you're listening and they're talking and and it really helps them then when they get into their teen years when they know they have somebody that they can really talk to about things going on in their hearts. So it is part of a wonderful process that you can be a part of by doing it that way. And discipline, that brings us to discipline. Who likes to discipline? Nobody likes to discipline. I did not like to discipline at all. But God has given us that responsibility and that privilege. It's actually a privilege to grow our kids up. And it's an opportunity. And we don't want to miss those opportunities. We don't want to to miss those opportunities for growth. So here are some of the steps that I learned along the way and incorporated, and they were far more effective, far more effective in discipline. I'm just going to share them briefly with you. First one is identity in Christ. I keep coming back to this because it is so critically important. So make sure they understand that. And then that will be the foundation for going into discipline. 
and that will make everything so much easier. It's like, I'm going to discipline you because you didn't do what I told you to do, and that's it. That's not enough. They need more than that. They need to know their identity in Christ. They need to know what God wants for us as his kids. They they need to know, kind of go over, what is it that he wants for you? Does he set out his rules and commands in order to make you miserable? Or is he setting them out to make you grow and be a better person, to be more like him? Just go over all those things. And then you can be specific. What does he want for you to do in this area that maybe is requiring the discipline? So talk about that a little bit. And then, did you make the mark? Is that what you did? Did you do what God wanted you to do? And likely they'll come to the answer of, well, no, I didn't. And then, was God disappointed? Uh, Yeah, he's probably disappointed. Help them walk through that. Don't make them miserable through it. Make it be a good conversation through that. And then, assure them of God's love. Assure them that they are forgiven. Assure them that God loves them. And this is the exact reason that he sent Jesus. And this will be such a wonderful moment to really show them who God is and show them how wonderful he is and show them how he's not up there shaking his finger, saying, you need to be full of shame. This is the moment that you walk them through to see what that relationship with God means. And that that should be a really, really meaningful moment for you and your son or daughter. I hope that it is. And That would be really great. Usually, when they have misbehaved, there should be consequences. And those consequences will vary according to what they've done wrong. This doesn't, all of this does not mean they avoid the consequences. They still need the consequences. But they need the consequences in, not in anger or knee-jerk response. They need the consequences and just explain to them, part of your training is you need these consequences so you will remember not to do it next time. They will not like it, probably. They won't like the consequences, but stay strong. Don't give in at that point. Just because you are forgiving and loving doesn't mean that you give in on the consequences. They do need to learn. They need to learn not to do it again, and those consequences will help. But don't put out those consequences in anger or frustration or just a quick response because you just lose control. That's not... That's not going to teach them. That's going to teach them that they should respond the same way that you just responded. So all this should be done in love and calm and control and discussion. And then the consequences and explain to them, these are the consequences. And uh, sometimes I said, what do you think the consequences should be? And they would always say they're far worse than what I was planning to give them. (laughs) But that's an aside. But um, anyway, they understand they need consequences and they may not like it. So don't waver on that. Don't give in to that. Be strong, but don't be emotional. Keep it out of the emotional realm. And I think you'll get a lot more traction with your discipline. And lastly, give full forgiveness. What what does that mean? Give forgiveness that where you are not remembering day after day all these things that they've done wrong. Assure them that they have full forgiveness and then expect them to do better. Give them hope. Give them hope that they can do better. Expect them to do different, differently and let them know that you expect them to do, to be able to obey and be different and give them hope. And if they mess up again, then you just go back and do it again. But don't come back at them. You will never learn. I've told you a million times and you'll never learn. 
don't say that. No, say, I know you can do this. I know you can do this. And we're going to walk through it again because it's really, really, really important. And let them know that you are not harboring grudge. You are not harboring ill will, ill feelings. You are harboring nothing but hope for them. And that hope will give them hope. Hope in you, hope in the Lord, hope in themselves. So, so these are just a few of the tips that, that I have implemented and found to be effective. I hope you can implement some of them and find them to be effective yourself. I have thoroughly enjoyed being with you on this, being truthful with ourselves. And I hope that you found it helpful. We're going to hop on that Zoom call and don't miss it. Don't miss it. If you need help logging in and setting up Zoom, I'll be happy to help you because this is really, really a great opportunity for you to share and to share with me and with others and others to share it. This discussion will be so, so valuable. And the action points are, are things that you can do to practice some of these things we've talked about. You know, our parenting, we just don't know it over overnight. We have all kinds of things that tell us that we should do things differently or internal feelings and external feelings and I mean, external things that happen to us and and the way we were raised. So don't be too hard on yourself. You are going to grow step by step, just like your kids are growing step by step. And it's not going to happen overnight. And that's okay. So we need to practice. Practice. So that's what the action points are for. They are going to help you practice some of these things, help you put them into effect so they become natural. Natural to you. You may not have done some of these things before. And that's perfectly fine. That is perfectly fine. But we are going to grow from here, just like our kids are growing from where they're at. So come to that Zoom call and let's have the discussion. If you're having trouble getting Zoom up on your, either on your computer or on your phone, let me know because I'll be happy to help you. So thanks so much for being here. And I am really happy that you're hanging in there with me. So that concludes our Honesty Podcast, but there is so much more. Thanks for joining me today, and I encourage you to go to the Kids Strength for Life website and join me in the group coaching where we will go deeper and more detailed and answer any questions you might have. The group will be limited to only 20 people, and I am anticipating we will grow close and support one another in ways that surprise you. So I pray that you have a wonderful week, and remember to rest in the Lord this week. Mm-hmm.